The message you are about to listen to is from the Household of David Mercy Conference 2022, themed Fullness of Joy. Be blessed as you listen. We are so privileged to have, again, I don't know how exactly to introduce him, but let's together welcome all the way from the city of Ibadan to the rest of the world, Minister Lawrence Oyo. <laughs> you are welcome. Thank you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. The quality of, um, should I use the word attacks? Because we shouldn't give him any credit. But the quality of feedbacks we get when we host meetings, sometimes I point out to the quality of breakthroughs people are going to experience. Yeah, I'm not going to go into details to some of the things that I have experienced in the last 24 hours as well. But um, I want to assure you that somebody's entire family is coming out. Glory to God. And we'll push as quickly as possible. We have a brief time. I'll teach you a song so you can sing. Hallelujah. And the song goes like this. Blessed be the God of David. He's teaching my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Blessed be the God of David. He's teaching my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Did you get it? Blessed be the God of David. He's teaching my hands to walk and my fingers to fight. Blessed be the God of David. He's teaching my hands to walk. Did you get it? Louder now. Declare it. Blessed be. He's teaching my hands to walk. And my fingers to fight. Blessed be. He's teaching my hands to walk. Now call a response. My hands to walk. My fingers to fight. My hands to walk. My fingers to fight. Raise your hands and declare. My hands to walk. My fingers to fight. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Declare it again. My hands to walk. My fingers will fight. My hands will walk. My fingers will fight. My hands will walk. My fingers will fight. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Just the voice is declared now. Blessed be the God of David. I want to hear you out loud. Blessed be. Blessed be the God of David. In teaching my hands to walk. One more time. Shout it out now. Blessed be. My 
that is following your calling, your ministry. And that it's not just to open or activate atmospheres. When they are activated, give instructions. You hear what I just said? Not many ministries have these angels following them. When you notice, and I'm sure Pastor is aware of this, I'm very sure of that. Pastor is a very, very great man of the Spirit. Can we celebrate Pastor? 
If you've struggled in ministry, you know the, the privilege of having people who can break atmospheres in minutes. Hallelujah to Jesus. I tell people there's no hard ground. There is no what? There is no hard ground. Glory to Jesus. Alright, joy. This is one of my very favorite topics to talk about. I sang that song because David declared that God taught his hands to war and his fingers to battle. Psalm 144 verse 1 shows us that God taught him it means everything we ever read about this man of God was a result of what heaven taught him. Together, one, two, go. So it shows us the secret of some of the very weird things that happened in his lifetime. Apart from the fact that he was taught, he also transferred that understanding to some certain rejects, depressed, good-for-nothing, abandoned people. Remember the story? It transferred the understanding to them. And these guys, by the teaching of David, began to do very strange things. That's not the subject for today. But I want to show you one of the things that David knew. Joy is not just the shouting and screaming when we ask us to rejoice. Joy is many things and I'll try to run through quickly as much as I can. If you're sensitive, things are going to start taking place. When God servant was a mic, mouse his podium, I would expect that the atmosphere will be set for some real high tension energy level experiences. I'm believing God that people in your homes, the power of God will reach them and they will be healed. I know we said that amen as good Christians. But I remember 2018, where we rejoiced with understanding and shouted for joy in Mina. And the power of God traveled to a lady's home. And a woman who has been on the bed for 18 years. She felt a power hit her and she got up from the bed and called the daughter in school. Because the power of God can travel and as we stir it up this night, it will travel to locations. People you left home sick, by the time you're leaving this meeting tonight, you will hear that they are healed. So what is joy? Number one, or before I begin, I should say that joy is like every other act of worship. It's a sacrifice, like prayer, like fasting, like giving. I never saw it that way until I found Acts chapter 16, 23 to 20. Now again, I won't be able to read too many of all these scriptures. But if you give me from verse 27... 
Okay, let's start from verse 25. Together, one to go. And at midnight, Paul and Silas did what? And then they did what? They sang praise to God. And the prisoners what? Heard them. Next verse. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loosed. Now, it seemed, because this was not what happened to Peter. In Peter's case, the church prayed. Angel appeared. Took him out of prison and so on and so forth. When you read further down, it looks like Paul and Silas knew what they were doing. It seemed like they knew how to do it. Because by the time they had been set free, they didn't seem to want to escape. The prisoner felt they would have escaped. If that happens in Nigeria, I'm sure you know. Nobody will be a good prisoner and stay back. Yes or no? Everybody who sees that the door has opened runs out. Paul and Silas sat down. It seemed as though they knew a code that when you hit it, something is going to be triggered. And literally, even nature will respond. Psalms 27 verse 6. Psalms chapter 27 verse 6. Together want to go. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in this tabernacle what? And I will do what? I will sing, yea, I will sing praise unto the Lord. So you see what they did? They prayed, which was a sacrifice, right? But there is one more we don't see as a sacrifice. We see it as just a random act that we do in church. But it is a sacrifice. You know joy is a sacrifice when you're going through pain. You know joy is truly a sacrifice when this life is not treating you well. I remember my dad asking me one day, why don't you dance? This many years ago while I was still on campus. Why don't you dance when you leave people in praise and worship? You know, we are taught, you know, <laughs> as praise and worship leaders, we are supposed to lead you. So we're supposed to look like where you are going. We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be dancing. If I'm not dancing and rejoicing, I don't expect you to, right? Yes or no now? So I will stand like this. For example, maybe I'm singing the song I just laid now. My eyes will see. My ears will hear. My heart will touch. Blessed be God. Now do that. One day daddy said, what exactly is going on? What are you doing? And it came out of my heart as if a demon spoke out of me. I said, because there's nothing to dance about. He was shocked. Good Christian child. Brought up in the house of God. Fun fact. One of my names is evangelist. Not title. Names. One of his names is pastor. Read any of my father's books. You'll see it there. My first son, God's will, pastor, Lawrence, evangelist. He didn't try for us. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So it's difficult to give that sacrifice when all is not well. When all is well, it's simple. It's easy to be grateful when you've been given something. How do I tell you thank you for what you have not done? 
Yes. Every prayer is supposed to end with thanksgiving. Yes or no? All prayer with thanksgiving. Me, T. Lee, where am I thanking him? That's why it's a sacrifice. Hallelujah to Jesus. Quickly, another point I want you to please note is that joy is in a location. Joy has a location. I like this one. See it like your radio. Some of us have not listened to radio in a while. But see it like a radio device. When you're looking for which channel? Call a channel for me, please. Eh? I would just as if we don't hear radio. Ninety-six point point five. All right. So as you are tuning, when you get to ninety-five point five, you might begin to pick signals from ninety-six point five, but you will notice there's still distortion until you get to ninety-six point five. Suddenly, things begin to happen. Your favorite song is playing. Probably a playlist, if it's on Sunday, when you're playing Christian music in the morning. You begin to enjoy that station because in that location is the value that you're looking for, right? In the presence of God is fullness of joy. Meaning, in the presence of joy is God. If I get to God and I find joy, if I get to heaven and what I find is joy, and all I need to create heaven on earth is what? Is joy. It is that simple. Psalm 16, verse 11. This is one of the things God taught David. Psalm 16, verse 11. Together, want to go. That will show me what? The paths of life. So life has pathways. Another word for life, like I like to put it, is, is energy, is power, is virtue. One of the ways to rout power is joy. So David was saying, you will show me what? The path of life. And what was the path? In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So what is at the right hand of joy? Come on, are we together? Look at it, look at it. In thy presence is fullness of what? Of joy. And at thy right hand is what? So where you find joy, who is there? What's at the right hand of God? What's at the right hand of joy? Anywhere you find joy, you find what? Pleasures. So if you are trying to get to God and it seems like there's a problem, if you can get to joy, you will get to God. Because joy is where God dwells. The atmosphere for God's, would I say existence or manifest presence, sorry, is joy. So you, are, you can't be surprised if you notice that in the presence of sorrow and sadness, demons will dwell there, right? 
And what's at their right hand? What's at the right hand? Pain and sickness forevermore. When you get this, you won't be playing around depression. Some of us are proud of our depression. Some of us are happy that we are depressed. I didn't even know it was depression until two years. When the problem was finally over and I was feeling lighter. I won't go into details. And my president that year said, I asked him, I said, why am I feeling happy today? I'm feeling as if I'm lighter. I just got through an issue for about two years. And he said, ah, my brother, you were depressed. I said, depression? That's depression. Like a weight I'm carrying for two straight years. Doing church and depressed. Singing and depressed. Preaching and depressed. Laughing and greeting people. And what? Depressed. Living depressed for two straight years. Not wanting anyone to be around me. Some of those that were trying for us to mentor them suffered a lot. What do you want? There was no reason for joy. Some of us have become our second nature. We are happy about it. In that atmosphere, sickness can latch on a person. Before you know it, you're talking about lump in the breast, this on this body, that on the that, and so on and so forth. Because you open yourself up to things that you do not desire. In the atmosphere of joy, who is there? So in the atmosphere of sorrow, what is there? So I've said it's like a location, it's like a frequency that you tune to. If you are expecting a particular kind of result, then tune to joy. Joy is not something for the sanguine. It's not something for the jovial. I'm not that kind of person. Madam, it's not an option. Daddy, it is a command. Philippians chapter 4 is for your own good. If you are shy about your joy, you laugh when you see yourself you know, in your natural state. And do it alone. As often as possible, let that frequency come out of your spirit. It will preserve your body. It will preserve your life. Philippians chapter 4 Verse 4. One to go. And again I say it just. Now give us Nehemiah chapter 2, 1 to 2. Nehemiah chapter 2. Verse 1 to verse 2. Together, let's look at this. One to go. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, the king, that what? Wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now what? This is the presence of an earthly king. In his life, he has never been what? Sad. Verse 2. So the king said to me, Why is thy countenance sad? So don't tell me that you are happy inside, but your outside 
It's just how your face is. That's how God made you. Can I change my face? Tell your neighbor, try. So sorrow can be seen on the countenance, right? So can joy. Now, what touched me in this scripture is that the king did not ask him if he was sick. Look at that scripture. It says, Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick. It's as though there is nobody that can be sick here. All conditions are right. So I'm not asking if you are sick. You can't be sick. So why are you sad? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was so afraid. Why? In these times, kings don't ask too many questions. They can cut your neck for not laughing. They are not presidents or governors. Why are you frowning? Kill him. It's funny how an earthly king took the appearance of those around him seriously. What do you want my visitors to say about me? Imagine going to visit your, your, your friend or your you know, loved one. And you see the children crying. You tap on what's wrong. They have no eating since morning. Who bears the shame, the child or the mother? What do you want my people to think when they come into the kingdom and they see that my people are not well taken care of? If an earthly king could reason like that, how much more your father, the king of kings? Declare God has something to gain. Declare God has something to gain. Say it again. God has something to gain. He has something to gain from your joy. So it's not just saying rejoice because rejoicing is a system of routing things in the spirit, in the kingdom. He actually is giving you reasons. That's why he said, ask that your joy may be what? Full. As simple as what I just said sounds, I know this is a Bible-believing church and you've been well taught, but you will not believe how many believers don't believe God wants them happy. Because of how we experience life growing up, it's difficult to believe that God can just answer all those prayers right now. So our praying has gotten into religion. We pray so it won't be like we didn't pray. So when they ask us, have you prayed? I've prayed. Have you fasted? Ah. Ask your neighbor, have you rejoiced? Glory to God. Proverbs 15 verse 13, just in case you're saying, Sir, This is how I am. I don't think I want to change it. Chapter 15, verse 33. Or verse 13, sorry. Together want to go. A merry heart. Make it a chef countenance. 
or by sorrow of heart, the spirit is broke. And why is that important? 18 verse 14. Want to go? The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. So when you don't give yourself to joy, something happens to your spirit. It is that spirit that sustains your body. So, 17 verse 22 now, please. You, this now makes sense, right? Together I want to go. A merry heart, do a good like medicine, but a broken spirit, dry it up the bones. There are people who have just gotten a mistaken report that they had cancer and they started drying up. You've heard some stories, right? No cancer in the body. As they got the report, all the symptoms started showing up. You begin to wonder, are you sure as you go for tests? Because what I don't know cannot kill me. Some are resolved to that, right? I was fine before I went. When I go there, they say I cannot leave the hospital. I should lie there immediately. It's an emergency. Ah! I walk with my doctor. You saw me. I entered with my two legs. All was wet. The spirit of a man can sustain you. Some of you have experienced this in fasting. Once you are done with the stretch of all the stress, and all of a sudden your body breaks down. Have you experienced that before? Because as you set your heart to accomplish a feat, the spirit begins to sustain your body until you reach it. Huh? Are you getting what I'm saying? The spirit has capacity to sustain and preserve this body. And one of the things that breaks that spirit is what? Is sorrow. Is sorrow. Is sorrow. Is sorrow. Joy is your weapon. Joy is a power. I'm going somewhere. Glory to Jesus. Joel 1 verse 12. Let's see that again. Just by way of emphasis. Joel 1 verse 12. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. Together I want to go. And the vine is dried up. And the fig tree languished. The pomegranate tree. The palm tree also. And the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered. Why? Why? Why are they withered? Want to go very loud and clear? So barrenness is a product of lack of joy. Lack of joy can result in barrenness of life. You see all manner of trees shutting down. And the reason is because joy started is shutting down. Sometimes we don't trace it to that because we just see joy as shouting. And truly, many times that's what it has been reduced to in church. But joy is as serious as prayer. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I will talk about being intentional because God used it to change my life 2012. I have seen the secret to many meetings and people are not shifting. We had the move of God on campus and some of the strangest things, I'm not sure I can share here. 
took place. As strange as by locations, as strange as all you can imagine. And one of the major things that powered us every single day as we're charging 12 hours every night was joy. Joy. You can't give yourself to joy and not see really, really strange things show up in your life. That atmosphere makes it possible for His manifest presence to not just come or dwell. God is everywhere. We are aware of that. But His manifest presence is not everywhere. Joy ensures that manifest presence. Glory to Jesus. Habakkuk 2, 3 more and then we are done. Habakkuk chapter 3 from verse 17 to 19. Where's the time please? Oh wow. Habakkuk 3, 17. Together one to go. So you see the same scenario, right? You see the same scenario, right? Because many times we think that Pastor, you don't understand what is going on in my life. You see that truly this is the solution. Together again want to go. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, the labor of the holy shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stores. Did you see that? We are not rejoicing because all is well. People think that's why we rejoice. We rejoice so all will be what? Well. This changed my life. We don't wait for conditions to be right to rejoice. We rejoice whether it's right, whether it's not right, until it's right. It's just like prayer. We don't wait until we feel like praying until we pray. We pray when we feel like praying. We pray when we don't feel like praying. And we pray until we feel like praying. First Samuel chapter 30, as we begin to draw to a close. First Samuel chapter 30. He's teaching my hands to walk. And my fingers. And this is the story of David. We see the fact that, you know, he went to battle, came back, verse 2. You know, the city had been burned down. All his wives, children taken away. All those mighty men. Remember those mighty men? Remember those mighty men? Those mad guys. Those people that will carry a javelin, carry a spear, carry the jawbone. You think Samson was a strong man until you read about the mighty men of David. You almost think he's just sounding poetic. How can a man jump over a wall? By my God, I run through a troop. Sounds poetic, right? Have you stopped to think that it was literal? And the fact that he didn't say I jump over a fence. He jumped over a wall. Have you seen walls in movies? Have you seen what a wall is? Is he a normal person that jumps over? Can you even jump over a fence? 
He didn't say climb. I do what? I jump. I run through a troop. Said by my hands, a bow of steel is broken. That's a mad person. How did he get such a strength? You think something was strong? He used joy to rout power. Are you getting what I'm saying? Was not a normal person. But you see, you know, this day he was defeated. It seemed like he was messed up. This was his most down moment. And uh, let's just keep, let's just run. Let's just keep running down. Please go back. Four Samuel chapter 30. Verse 5. So his two wives were taken away. And so on and so forth. Verse 6. Together, one to go. And David was greatly distressed. For the people did what? It's funny that they didn't want to cut his neck, fight him. They wanted to do what? Stone him. Now remember that his first battle was with what? With stone. One of the first things David must have taught his men was how to do what? How to throw stone. Naturally, Israel was a stony nation. As a nation, yes or no? Everything is stone. Any law you break, you do what? Stone your destiny. Now David had an anointing to stone, a specific one. So I can imagine the first lesson, how to kill a giant, right? Everyone, stone. And this day, the Bible says he began to speak. Of, I mean, you just stone the person. Instead of talking about it. I can imagine the conversation. Oh God, you will stone his leg. I will stone his left eye. You, you will stone his right hand. Why was this happening? Because these great and mighty men were weeping. If you read from verse, I think verse 4 or so, the Bible says they wept until there was no more strength in them to weep. There are women, you say maybe they're emotional, right? These were mighty men. You know their track record, right? If you see such a man weeping, won't you cry? Won't you run? Who beats this man that is crying like this? And you read on, and then you see what happened in verse 7. Verse 7. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought hither the effort to David. Verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? But before all this happened, David did something. Verse 6. The last statement. Can we shout together? But David want to go. And there was nobody to encourage David here. Those to encourage him were thinking of doing what? Stoning him. He was alone. Just in case you're thinking, somebody must always be there for you. They didn't call me in my time of trouble. David did not have the Holy Ghost inside him like you do. He didn't speak in tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? The greatest of prophets, John the Baptist, is not like you. You are greater than the greatest of prophets. Let's assume you are the least in the kingdom. I mean, who is the least here? Because you are not even the least, Abi. We will not agree with the least, Abi. So we assume you are not the least. 
So even if you were the least, you are still greater than who? So you are greater than David. If he did it, you can do it. David began to record this. I imagine how he did it. He sat himself down and said, David, do. Don't be you. Was it not you when the entire army of Israel were running away from Goliath? Was it not you that charged that thing? Carried stone, stone the middle of his head. And he fell down and died. You told him before the time you will cut his head. You will feed his body to the birds. And you did it. You, they asked for 100 Philistine for skin. How many did you give them? 200. Oh, the change. You, David. Look at the mighty men that you have raised. God has been with you all these years. What's wrong with you? David. So one of the secrets to ensure you will stay joyful is to remember. Tell someone by your side, remember. Remember. We forget too quickly. I do a very quick experiment. Anybody here, you have a problem. I want to show you that you have a reason to rejoice. Anybody, you have a problem. You want to prove to me your problem is big. Anybody, raise your hand. Anybody. Don't be shy. Anybody, anybody, quickly, quickly. You have a problem. Can you shout it from there? Shout your problem. Okay, you want me to solve it? No, no, no. Don't worry, tomorrow we'll push some things. Hallelujah. Quickly, can you shout it from there? Okay, you don't want anybody to hear. Anybody, I just want to do an experiment quickly, please. All right. One guy in Abuja, I was doing this experiment and he stood up and he said, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, my younger sister is at home now, mad. And so I asked the people, I said, should we solve this problem now? Do you believe God can solve this problem? Because sometimes we pray, we don't believe. We just finish praying 12 hours. Power is generated, yes or no? So I said, can we solve this problem now? He said, yes. He said, call the girl and declare that she's healed. He called her immediately. She was healed. God is not just asking you to rejoice. He is going to give you reasons in this conference. Madam, please expect a miracle. Any problem, please. Let me just give that, that example. All right. School fees. I like that one. What level? What level is school? Huh? KG1. I was shocked to my marrows. Quickly, let me show you a testimony in that. She was born, did not die at birth. Yes or no? Can we celebrate God for that? To be doing HND1, I believe that you have crossed from nursery school to primary school, right? And you even crossed the secondary school. Now you want to enter. So you paid school fees every single year from nursery school to primary school to secondary school, and you finished. Can we celebrate Jesus for that? What the spirit of reincarnation would do is to make her forget all that God has done for about 18, 20 years. And she can say she's not doing church again because of HND1. 
But if you will tune yourself to the frequency of joy and rejoice always, it will surprise you how God will deliver to you the things that your heart desires. Rise up on your feet everywhere. We want to give the sacrifice of joy in about two minutes and I'm out of here. Are we ready? Like I said, be intentional. As you're intentionally praying in the Spirit, be intentionally giving your joy. And as you're shouting, be thoughtful with it. Start to see all His goodness. Can you see it? Can you see His goodness? Can you see His goodness? Release your joy! Thank you for listening to this message. To find out more about the Household of David, visit our website www.householdofdavid.org. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Mixlr. Or join us for one of our services on Sundays by 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., Wednesdays by 7 p.m., and Saturdays by 7 a.m. at Praise Sanctuary, number 7 through Larry Industrial Road off Adeni Jones, Ikeja, Lagos. God bless you.